MLM Nation, episode 232. I think it's matching the high tech of online and the high touch of the offline world. And if you can marry those together, you can really create a winning system for your team. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. For just $1, you can get all access to over 17 training courses, weekly coaching, you can ask me questions, 30 newsletters, and network with top distributors. Go get a dollar trial to MLM Nation Insider at MLMNationInsider.com. Again, that is MLMNationInsider.com. MLM Nation! This is Simon Chan, and before we start, make sure you check out our partner, Networking Times. If you like MLM Nation, you love Networking Times. Each issue is packed with amazing trainings and stories just like ML Nation. So go check them out at mlnation.net forward slash times. And now here's today's iTunes review of the day. It comes all the way from the Philippines from Eliza Caranda. And it says, I'm an instant fan. What a great resource for network marketers, especially for a newbie like myself. Thanks, Simon. Keep it up. Please don't stop. Keep those tips and episodes coming in. Well, thank you. Uh, if I need any motivation, definitely I will not be stopping knowing that I made an impact all the way, just all the way out in the Philippines. Thank you for taking the time to share that. Uh, it's about consistency. If, if you know about me, I don't do many things. I'm a boring person. I don't try many things, but if I do something, I never, never stop. So you can count on ML Nation to be here for a long, 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 long time. So, and, and long, long, long time. That's all I can say. Anyway, thank you for sharing that. If this show has helped you in any way, please take one or two minutes, that's all it takes to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Really appreciate that because the reviews really mean a lot, not just to me and our team, but also helps other distributors find this resource. So please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. And now let's go to today's show, someone I've followed up for a long time, and I'm super, super excited to finally have her on the show, an awesome, awesome leader. So let's go to the show. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I'm fired up to bring our special guest today, someone who's a great online presence and someone I've been following for quite some time. We have Rachel Jackson. Rachel, <laughs> are you ready to make it happen? I'm ready. Let's do this, Simon. <laughs> Rachel Jackson is a multiple six-figure leader whose team has done over $100 million in sales in the last five years. During that time, she's earned over $3.5 million in commissions in network marketing. Rachel, 31 years old and a college dropout. She's married, has two bulldogs, and live out in Scottsdale, Arizona. So, Rachel, I've just given ML Nation a very brief intro, but please share more about your background and how you came across network marketing. Oh, my God. Simon, first off, i got to say thank you so much for having me on. I know that your listeners are drawn to this podcast because of the value that you share and how you're giving back to the community of network marketing. So, guys, keep plugging into Simon. Keep plugging in. And uh, tell all your friends because there's so much wisdom here. But I'm excited to share my story. Um, you know, I, I feel like I'm the, the, the everybody, the anybody. I uh, grew up in a small town in southeastern Wisconsin uh, with the typical 
kind of American way kind of programmed into me. You go to high school, you get good grades, hopefully to go out and uh, get in, accepted into a, a college. You get a degree, you go get a job, and then hopefully you can get that house, the white picket fence, 2.5 children, a dog, and retire someday, right? So I had that like mindset growing up. and But the, the, the problem was, even though that was beat into me, I always felt in, in life that I was a square peg trying to fit into a round hole. Uh, I definitely ex- uh, experienced a lot of natural leadership and entrepreneurial, um, I don't know, uh, characteristics or traits that were inside of me. And I think that was because my dad was an entrepreneur. My uncle was very entrepreneurial and driven. And so I, I knew I wanted to work for myself, but I, I was told that the best thing to do was to go get a job and go to college. So I did go to nursing school and I found out that it was more sick care than health care and I was really unhappy and so I thought, you know what, this isn't this isn't going to work. Um, in that period of time while uh, being in college, I, I met the man of my dreams on the internet, my husband today, Josh, we've been married for over 10 years and uh, and it was it was him, it was all his fault, Simon, I blame Josh. He actually, we started dating, uh, we were engaged to be married. I was 20 years old, 21 years old, and he dragged me down to a network marketing meeting. And he had actually been pursuing me about this for a while because I was working full-time in retail and just you know, left college, dropped out, and he's like, you'd be really great at this. And so I was really skeptical. I was the hater spouse. I was the one that was not at all like interested uh, in this industry whatsoever. I was completely poo-pooing it, I got to be honest. But he dragged me down to a meeting, and I went in very cross-armed, sitting in the back of the room. Who are these guys? What are they going to tell me? But God like softened my heart over a couple of hours because he showed me in this tiny little room in Phoenix, Arizona, downtown, uh, by the Marriott, by the, by the airport. He showed me these men that were two to three times my age, making 10 times the amount of money that I was making in a full-time retail management position. And I thought, you know what? These guys might be onto something. And they taught me about leverage. And I was the first time I ever heard the words residual income. And maybe you heard those words too, Simon, and many of our viewers like and listeners, I was hooked. So it all started with my, my husband. He dragged me down and got me. You know, I turned to him uh, as we left the meeting in the car and I said, sign me up. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> so you said ever since you were young girl, you wanted to be an entrepreneur. Uh, what did you, what do you mean by that? What did you like? Oh, do like a lemonade stand and make lemonade and you sell it or you always found ways to like you you because you were like a square end up going to peg hole what what yeah. made you feel like you were, you wanted business was for you you know i didn't know if i was business oriented as much as i was money motivated um i didn't really know necessarily what entrepreneurship was like even though my dad was an entrepreneur i don't really know i ever like was sat down and said i want to start a business like that that doesn't ring a bell at all in like my memory but i knew why i wanted to be wealthy I knew at a very young age, I think I was like eight or nine years old, you know, playing with my brother's matchbox cars and, you know, looking into uh, the the Encyclopedia Britannica that my parents, you remember those old encyclopedia sets that people used to sell door to door? And I would like sprawl them out on the living room floor and I would see, you know, Paris, France, and I'd see this magical, beautiful place called the Caribbean and I'd see Rome and the Colosseum and all all sorts of stuff. And I, I knew I wanted to go there, but I knew that that was really, you know, I had an idea that that was expensive because we didn't go there. You know, my parents were very middle class. You know, we grew up in, you know, we never were poor, but we didn't have a whole lot of extra stuff. And the idea of my parents uh, with a summer vacation was hauling us five kids up to the cabin, you know, that they rented on the lake 
uh, where we'd you know shove in with you know five kids in, in a matter of like three bedrooms, right? It, it was very um, I don't know, like it, we went there every single summer. It just was very basic, and I knew I wanted to go see great things, but I knew you needed money. So I don't know if I was business minded to begin with, but I knew that I wanted more than my parents had. See, I saw my dad, he still works in a, um, uh, bless his heart, still works in a brick and mortar business. It's a multi-million dollar business in the salon industry. He runs that and you know he doesn't have a lot of time freedom. He definitely doesn't have financial freedom because he's still working at 64, uh, 64 years old. And you know my mom has been in the industry now pretty much full time for about five years. But before that, uh, she struggled just working a nine to five job and just, you know, begging for time off, begging for vacation time and uh, always having her, her pension cut or her retirement cut and then more hours, more responsibilities, you know, the cold corporate grind. So I don't know that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I was running out of options, right? Like I was like, I didn't want what he had, what my dad had. And I didn't want what my mom had. I didn't want to go in either of those directions. So when network marketing got thrusted into my lap, it kind of was like the perfect storm. It was like everything that I wanted because I wanted freedom, flexibility, you know, all the things that we get attracted to. And of course, residual income and leverage. So yeah, that's how it began. So how old were you? You say you were 20 when Josh uh, went, took you to that presentation? Yeah, but 20 when he started talking to me about it and 21 when I got started. So about 10 years ago, crazy. So how was your first four to eight weeks like when you first joined? <laughs> I wish you could have heard me. I wish ever, you know, I tell people, I wish you could have been sitting next to me when I was making those calls and doing the dials. And I made my first list. You know, they sit down and they're like, okay, you're going to make a list. And I made a list of 81 names. I'm like, wow, I know a lot of people. <laughs> you're, you're 21. And I just remember looking at the list of other 21 year olds that I'd gone to school with. And, you know, my husband had already gotten started in the business, so he already had a few of our friends, you know, started. So I'm like, okay, who am I going to call? And I didn't really know anybody. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to cold call business owners. <laughs> I don't know where I got the idea. We had a service, I guess, that was used by businesses. So I'm like, I'm just going to cold call business owners. So I started my first company, my first MLM, cold calling. And I didn't even know it was scary. Nobody told me it was scary. So I just started cold calling these business owners. And my first month, I was doing about two to six presentations a day. Because they were telling you, you got to do a presentation every single day. So I packed my, my calendar up, two to six presentations a day. And my first month, I signed up zero people. Zero. Like a big fat goose egg. I, I joke around like I was as smooth as a stucco bathtub. I was so awful. I had no idea what I was doing. But... You know, like Jim Rohn says, well, you lack a number, you can make up for, or you're really lacking skill, you can make up for a number. And I did so many presentations. The following month, I signed up 12 people. And that was the beginning. I was able to start replacing my retail uh, management income. I went full-time very quickly after that. And then for about four and a half years, I sat at about two to $3,000 a month in that first company. Wow. So... I'm going to um, go back a little bit. You did two to six presentations a day with these business owners. How did you you cold call them and what would you say to them to get them well, to listen to you? Well, we had a service. I was with a service company back then and we actually could send them our product beforehand. So I sent them the product to kind of warm them up. So I actually sent them a physical item in the mail. And if you guys want to stand out today, you got to think outside of the box. Now, this was 10 years ago, but man, do we do we even get mail anymore? I don't know, Simon, did you even get a birthday card this last year? I think I got maybe one. And maybe from like my grandma or something. Like we don't get mail anymore. So there's ways to stand out. So I'd send them something in the mail. It had my name on it. usually had my photo in it. And it told them I'd be calling them. And then I had a follow-up, you know, a few days later. I knew when they'd about get it. 
And I call mom, I'm like, yeah, I'm the chick that send you that package. I want to show you what our service is all about and how it can help your business. And so I'd walk them through the service and show it to them. And then I'd ask for, you know, a $500 sale at the end of it. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's what I did. And it, it took me, it was, it was a lot of learning curve. I learned what words not to use. Um, I learned how to overcome. So what are some words uh, that you should not use since you brought it up? Um, I think there's a couple of, uh, trigger words that people don't like. Like I never use the word multi-level marketing. Like I'll use it in a term like this. We talk about MLM, uh, but I use the word network marketing instead. Um, I don't use the words upline or downline, uh, make money off of your friends. You can make money off your family. Like just little things like that that are triggers like, Oh, is this thing, you know, one of those things or this thing's one of those scams. So I learned really quickly um, one of the things that you have to be aware of when you're starting and you're making calls and you're presenting is if you're getting the same objection over and over and over and over again, chances are there's something that you're sending or vibrating or saying, something you're communicating that is drawing out and attracting that objection. So I learned very quickly that I was saying words that, that were not uh, you know elevated to a professional level because I was recruiting professionals. And I, I don't know, at 21, I just had the mindset, like, you know what? I'm presenting to these business owners who are twice my age, and I, I sounded even more like a 14-year-old back then. And so I'm like, I need to sound professional. This has got to sound super legitimate. And so I just began really being cognizant of how I was presenting, and I made tweaks. And over time, it got much, much better. And I ended up in that business recruiting, um, gosh, 220 business partners and probably another 200 customers or retail users in that business over four and a half years. So I finally learned the language. <laughs> wow. Um, that's really impressive. So what made you keep going? Because in the first month, and you were 21 years old, and most people say like 21 young young kids, right? You were still like kind of in college or did you drop out of college already? And then yeah. they're, they're not focused and you get went through all that hard work, sending out packages, meeting and no one joined. What kept you in the game? I think that I was a very mature 21 year old. Um, I had gone through horrific health issues when I was a teenager. I'd actually had in a matter of a couple of years, I had over 30 surgeries. So I missed a lot of high school. I was not, you know, I, I somehow graduated on time with honors, but I, I probably attended on average two days a week at high school. So I, I, I think I was just a little bit more mature. I think I was, um, you know, ready to grow up. I, I believed in perseverance. I had to persevere in my health to get better for many, many years. So I had already gone through some of the character building um, uh, experiences that not a lot of teenagers or young adults go through. So I think that got me prepared to, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to win. And also, I remember probably as clear as day, it was probably my first week in business. Uh, my mentor, my upline, gave me the CD, um, Jim Rohn, How to Build Your Network Marketing Business. Mm -hmm. And he talked about the, the parable of the sower and that the birds are going to get some and you know, the weeds are going to get some. And that just made sense to me that I was going to get no's. And, and I think after hearing that, that CD, and I've listened to it like 100 times now, still one of my favorites, uh, I told, I remember telling my husband in my upline, I said, I'm going to give this 18 months. 
hell or high water. Now, 21, Simon, 18 months is a long time. (laughs) You know, that's a really long time, right? It's like 10% of your life. Exactly. So I I was like, I don't know where that number came from. I don't know if I had heard somebody say it, but I remember like verbally committing to them that, you know, I'm going to make it work. And I got my husband's backing saying like, hey, you know, it's going to take me a while to figure this out, but will you support me in this process? So getting the buy-in of the people around you, going public with that accountability, and drawing from the pers- you know, the perseverance that you've had in the past. What, what other times in your life did you have to go through something that was hard? Did you have to go through a trial or a struggle? And you know, what, what did you learn from that? So often, you know, many of us have had to go through, we all have a story, right? We all have the different things that we've gone through, whether we were abused as a child or whether, you know, our spouse left us or maybe we had to, you know, we were grew up in a military family and we had to constantly move every single month or we all have a story. Maybe we didn't grow up with a mom or maybe we didn't grow up with a dad or maybe we grew up with grandma and grandpa or maybe we were adopted. So what story helped you uh, become you and molded you and, and whatever strength that you built on and as a foundation, you can glean back on that and you know go back to that strength and kind of pour into that and say, you know what, I've gotten through harder things. I can get through this now. Mm-hmm. You know, I've gotten through the hard times. Like I've had, you know, uh, you know, relationships fall apart. We've lost money before. We've lost businesses. We've lost, you know, you know, family members. And none of that was was even close, like or comparison to getting like rejection. So I just had the long term mindset. I had. The idea that I was going to make it and that I would just, I'd figure it out over time. I was like, you know what? Heck, I was making three grand a month in retail assignment. And there was guys on stage making uh, $30,000 a month. And I was making about $30,000 a year. So I was like, you know, if it takes me 20 years to get to $30,000 a month, I'll never make $30,000 a month in retail. Like it just, I just, it just made sense. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, uh, what you just described is basically... Like the mindset, people like, how do top earners, what are successful people think? And you just brought it up. It's like, it reminds me, because you're sharing your challenges. Like, you know, there's a saying, if you do what's hard, life becomes easy, Mm. right? And if you do what's easy, life will be hard. And you definitely had a really tough, I mean, 30 surgeries. If you don't mind asking, what what were the surgeries for? That's incredible. Yeah, all digestive issues. I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, which is an autoimmune form of inflammation in the gut. And I went from a healthy 15-year-old kid to within six weeks fighting for my life and within hours of death. And so I had to fight back from that, all the complications, and we had reconstructive surgeries. Luckily, thank God, by the grace of God, I'm completely healed and healthy, medication-free, and have been for many, many, many years. And uh, so that also, that, that experience gave me a passion for health, which has, you know, obviously moved us in more into the health and wellness aspect today. Yeah, and related to what you said, like all those challenges that we go through, um, this one of my mentors told me, it's like everything that's quote-unquote bad that's happened, it actually becomes good because there, there are raw ingredients for our future success. Yeah. Right? Because like the mental toughness, just think about 30 surgeries and almost about, you know, life-threatening. That's made you so much tougher. And then, yeah, when people reject you and network marketing, that's nothing. It's a piece of cake compared to what you had to go through. Yeah, you can choose, but it's a choice because – People go through all sorts of, we all have a story, we all have a struggle, we all have, you know, something, abandonment, whatever. And you have the choice, though. 
And so you have the choice of letting those things make you better and make you stronger and make you um, persistent and tenacious and, you know, being able to bounce back from, from those struggles and from, you know, just different hurdles that you're going through, or you can let them make you bitter. And I see that, you know, you can choose to be bitter, you can choose to be better. And I see so many people that choose to be bitter because of something in their life. And it's as often what's holding them from unlocking their true freedom and creating that um, dream life and what I call their promised land. And it's just because we all have it. We all have gone through it. So it really, it, it, it can make you better, but you have to choose for it to make you better. I like that. You could be bitter or better. Mm-hmm. And so... The next question is, uh, can you share an experience? You've been in the profession for like 10 years now. What is your worst, worst, worst moment that we're marketing? And, <laughs> and it could definitely copy was bitter, but you chose, because of it, you chose to be better. Yeah. You know, I, I've, uh, I've had a lot. <laughs> Anybody that says that this is like all rose petals and little puppy dogs and brown paper packages tied up in string. Uh, no, success is hard, right? There's a, there's a price that you pay. Um, and I heard the quote once that the payment is due in full up front. And I, uh, I think one of the hardest moments I ever had, um, I've had, I've had several, but this was really hard. It was actually our most successful month. So it was our highest month. We made over 120,000 that month. And, um, I had a very difficult relationship in my business. So I had a, a person that was in my business, a business partner that was extremely abusive, emotionally, you know, spiritually, mentally, uh, a very divisive person, constantly causing issues and drama. And, um, and for many, many months, I had been appeasing that personality. I was young, I was 27. I had no idea. It was my first time really leading at a high level. And I, I didn't, I'd never experienced this type of, um, you know, uh, situation before. And I remember, you know, it was our best month ever. And at, at this, this whole relationship had kind of come to a head. And now all of the anger and the abuse and the drama was pointed at me. So in the past, it had been pointed to other people and I was diffusing. And now it had almost like this whole eruption had happened in, right in, in my soul and right towards me. It was very, very personal attacks. And I remember just bawling my eyes out. And looking at Josh and being like, I quit. This isn't worth it. Like, none of this is worth it. And he's like, go take a bubble bath. Here's some wine. Like, go settle down. It's okay. But I remember thinking that, you know, it didn't matter how much money you made. You know, if you're not happy, if you're not um, feeling fulfilled. And that was a great, uh, a great lesson that allowed me to learn how do I set up boundaries in my life? How do I, um, who do I choose to work with? what are the relationships that I'm going to nurture? But it was really challenging. I think that was probably one of the most challenging times that I faced. And then even, um, you know, the second wise was, was, you know, we have ebbs and flows in network marketing. And for, uh, you know, end of 2014 to the beginning of 2015, which is quite recent, um, you know, we had a major business failing. You know, we were losing massive amounts of sales, massive amounts of auto ships, and, uh, you know, we had been running really hard. I had been running really hard for about four years in my business and to see things just kind of crumbling and to kind of go through, um, the grieving of that, the loss of business, the loss of business relationships. And it, it really affected my health. So I had it, you know, numerous times we have to take steps, steps back and we have to reevaluate what's important to us. 
We had to reevaluate like what is our goal and our mission and why are we here? We need to get back in touch with our vision. Maybe we have to get into the inner work and have to start realizing, okay, who do I have to become to get through this? What is the lesson here that God's trying to share with us? So those, I think those are the two times, a really challenging individual that uh, made me grow and mature as a leader. And then the second time was, you know, really realizing I need to create a business that I love and a business that serves me as opposed to serving, striving, running and pushing for my business. Mm. Very, very good. Um, so going to the other side of the story, what was a major turning point for you? Like aha moment? Because you said the first four years you were uh, making two, three thousand a month. And all of a sudden, how did you go from there to where you are now? Well, I think that um, I think that I became more obsessed with my results than I did with my excuses, and I uh, I also found um, a group of leaders, a business, a product that really was uh, it was in alignment and. You know, it's really it's really a taboo subject, Simon, because you know people are like, "Don't jump companies, don't change." You know, prosper where you're planted. You know, plant your flag. But you know what? Some people they're just not meant to be in a, in in that specific company, and that that's not their one. And and a lot of people are like, "Okay, they're Rachel, don't say that because people will use that as a reason to go jump and find something else." And you know, you know, if you're just looking for like the magic bullet, there's no magic bullet. Every company has their issues. There's no perfect one out there, but I was really passionate about health. So I, I switched from services into products. So I switched from, you know, that business service for four and a half years into health and wellness. And that was my passion. So I think there's many quotes out there, right? You know, follow your passion. You'll be unusually successful, you know, find something that you love. And so I really wanted to find something that was consumable, that was changing people's lives on a physical transformation. So I think that coupled with the right people, the right mentorship, and then finally the the decision that I just wasn't going to make excuses anymore, that I was just going to put my head down and make it work. um, I think that was was really the turning point. How did you, I think this is really cool. You say your mom was full-time in the business. How did you get her in the business? Well, she was always a part-time with me since the beginning. Um, she was one of my first enrollments in my first company. And, uh, and so she was the, you know, naturally the one I called when, when we had when switched into a different realm of products. And, um, you know, she had worked uh, businesses before. She'd been a realtor, so she had a little bit of entrepreneur experience, but then was back in a, a nine-to-six environment. So it was really easy to, to talk to her about that. And, we, you know, our previous product was weight loss. She needed to lose weight. It was just a really easy conversation. And she succeeded really quickly, you know, within about a year, got to six figures. And I think she's made about a half a million dollars the last five years. I'm really proud of her. Very cool. So you work with her directly? I do, yeah. Is any, how, is it, how is it working with a mom? You know, it's, family relationships are tough. And, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it is. It is. It's really tough. What I really recommend for people, because I, I deal with it all the time, right? And naturally, in MLM, you start talking about you know, recruiting your friends and your family. And, and it can be, it can be difficult, especially when it's opposite, you know, moms, uh, mentoring their daughters or their sons or dads mentoring their daughters or sons. That's a very natural relationship. But when you flip it, it's unnatural. And so what I recommend, um, when I have people that are in my team that are in that type of scenario where they're working with family is I really do recommend that that family finds a secondary mentor, uh, because sometimes the people that are closest to you, 
when you're close to somebody, they love you. They like you, but they don't always respect you. <laughs> and that's the same thing for your friends too. Like they've seen you last Friday night drinking a little bit too much. They remember you back in college. Like they've seen you up and down and you know, gosh, all the different stories. Right. But if you can bring in a, a mentor, maybe in another upline member that's not as close, often that person can move the person further. You know, yeah. so it's, it's challenging, but I think setting expectations, having time where you don't talk about the business. You know, there's been times where you know I'm with family, and you know we make it a very point we're not talking about the business at lunch today. You know, we're we're just talking about other things. It keeps the balance there. Yeah, that's very, very good advice. Getting the secondary mentor, the outside mentor. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, you have a really good online presence. I've been following you for a while. What tips can you give people? And especially, it's funny because you posted on Facebook the other day, like someone just tried to, uh, right before you're about to speak on stage, uh, <laughs> they tried to like recruit you and then all that. So can you give some tips on maybe what to do or what you should not do online? Because you have a very good online presence. Well, I think, thank you so much. Um, I think the first tip I can give you is start. Just start, start something. Um, most people, they overanalyze what it takes to start building online or creating uh, a network. And I, I built about 90 plus percent of my businesses, my recruiting, my teams. I built through online and through tools and through, you know, video, Skype, Zoom, all that sort of stuff, webinars. And I do a lot of um, in-person stuff. I'll go fly to a marketplace, but I've never really built a massive local market. And I think that's partially just where I live and uh, not having a ton of people around me in kind of more of a rural kind of setting out there, out in the boondocks a little bit. But I, uh, I would say start, you know, start with, you know, finding one or two different avenues online and choosing to be really great at those. So in the beginning, eight years ago when I started, it was 2008, I started online marketing. I decided that I was going to master video and I was going to master blogging. And at the time, nobody had a YouTube channel and nobody had a blog, like very few people. This is when WordPress is just kind of coming up and becoming really popular. And I did that for many, many, many years and I was able to create a, a nice following. And then things started transitioning a few years ago into Facebook primarily. Um, you know, MySpace was gone. Everything was moving into Facebook. Twitter, you know, kind of popped and obviously it's now still kind of here, but transitioning as well. Um, and so I made the decision I was going to dominate Facebook. So I became uh, much more focused on building my following. So I think I got like 20,000 people on my profile page following it. And I got like another 75,000 people on my fan page um, because I post value. I give uh, a lot of encouragement. I give education. I'm authentic to who I am. So if you're going to start something, you know, what is unique inside you that is super special that only you can offer and being that person vulnerably, um, authentically, and unapologetically online. I, I, you saw that rant, Simon, the other day. That girl trying to recruit me, and she did it in a very low-level way. And so I did a little rant about it. And some people are like, don't be negative on social media. Well, I'm going to be truthful. I'm going to be who I am, what I think. And you know what? That is going to draw people to you. So if you're fun and snarky, be fun and snar snarky. If you're not funny, don't be funny. <laughs> don't try to be something that you're not. You know, what are the values that you have? What are the characteristics? And then just maximize those and be consistent with them. So start a fan page. Start a, you know, if you're great on video, if you look good, if you feel confident on video, 
start a YouTube channel, you know, pay somebody to build you a quick little blog and, you know, update it every single week. Do something to get out there in front of more people because it's a very wonderful asset to have. Um, Once you go do a video, once you go do a blog, once you start building a following, it's like it's it's an asset that keeps constantly pouring in new people seeing you, seeing your brand, seeing your product, seeing your message, you know, falling in love with with your uh, with who you are. And there's a trend, Simon. There's going to be a massive trend over the next five to ten years of uh, you know people that are looking for these. I call it the micro celebrity brand. They're looking for these little. Uh, tribes to follow and to be a part of. And if you guys want to elevate, this is the time to do it. This is the time. I work with a ton of network marketers on branding them and getting them up and running. And this is the time to stand out and to get people following you in your own little community. And some of those are going to convert to business partners or maybe they're going to convert to long term, long, long, lifelong friends. You have really good advice. How did you get um, interested in online marketing in 2008? Was it someone I, told you or you just yeah, you always a curious? referral. A referral. Huh. Um, I just, you know, I sat down. I had a friend that was an online marketer, David Fry. And um, shout out to him, a great online marketer. And he's a network marketer as well. And I, you know, I just discussed, it was my previous, my first business. I was really struggling, two to three grand a month. and just wasn't really growing it. And I wanted to do more. And he gave me a couple of suggestions, a couple of referrals. Hey, go follow these guys. Get on their mailing list. And then I think it was like early 2009, maybe January or something, um, there was a course coming out on video marketing. And I, I, I took my last $1,000 that I, I had no business spending back then um, on, on a YouTube course, a video kind of marketing mastery uh, kind of immersion course. And I took that for like eight weeks. And that's really what started started it all. And here I am, you know eight years later still doing as much as i can online and and more to come that is awesome awesome oh how how have you seen the industry change in the past 10 years like network marketing oh my god social media has changed everything and it's a good and a bad thing you see these companies out there like the big a company where most of their leads are not even allowed on social media they don't really do utilize social media for their teams or anything like that and i think there's benefit to that because their teams don't really get distracted um, many people, many network marketers believe because they're playing on Facebook, because they're posting on Facebook, because they're you know messaging that they're really building their business, and that's not necessarily the case. Um, so there's there is value in branding. There's value in engagement with your community. But if you're not actually picking up the phone, if you're not showing the plan, if you're not inviting somebody to take a look at a tool and then following up to enroll them, you're not really doing the do. So you gotta still do the do. So I think social media has been a distraction. I think it's been valuable. I think now more than ever, there's no reason to say I don't know anybody. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, ran, I've ran out of people to talk to. Like that is invalid. You know, it's like taking like multiple choice, invalid answer, like true or false. Like, no, it is not accepted on the Scantron of MLM. Like <laughs> you there are so many people to talk to, so many communities to connect with with social media and, and online and, and unlimited ways to buy, borrow, or build traffic. And so I think it's been valuable, but you gotta make sure that as a leader, as you start building your team, that you're still leveraging the offline belly to belly. I think it's matching the high tech of online and the high touch of the offline world. And if you can marry those together, you can really create a winning winning system for your team. What can a dollar get you nowadays? Definitely not Starbucks and probably not even a bagel with cream cheese. Your best a dollar investment is a seven day trial to MLM Nation Insider. 
For just $1, you can have access to all my implementation guide trainings, such as how to create shareable social media posts, how to run your first home meeting, how to do your first one-on-one meeting, and much more for just one buck. These courses are normally $47, but with your dollar trial, you can get them all for free for seven days. Go check it out at mlnationinsider.com. That is mlmnationinsider.com. Rachel, you've been amazing. You've been awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, as we wrap up, some really quick questions to pick your brain. Sure. And these could be really quick answers. Okay. Yes. Uh, first, first one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Um, I think one of my favorite, uh, favorite quotes is by John C. Maxwell. And he says, uh, a leader is one who knows the way, who goes the way, and shows the way. So knows, wisdom, shows. They have the ability to communicate it, map it out, and then goes leading by example. So I think if you know the way, go the way and show the way you can build because everything about network marketing is leadership. That's my favorite. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? Hard work. (laughs) (laughs) Hard freaking work. Like I, I always tell people I'm not the smartest. I definitely not the most talented. Um, I'm a bit of a nerd. I'm totally an introvert by the way. So I'm not the person that's going to go talk to the guy in the plane next to me. But I just am willing to work harder than the guy next to me. I'm willing to be much more focused uh, in whatever I'm working on and making those calls. And I, I think that hard work really covers a multitude of sins. Definitely. So, so what's one example of hard work? You just make an extra phone call. You make the extra phone call. Yeah. yeah, go to the extra mile, you know, go the extra mile in everything, you know, whether it be that, you know, the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, thirteenth, you know, follow up. I believe in following up with somebody until they're in your, in your business or they're dead. So mm-hmm. keep following up with them until they're in your business or in a box <laughs> because mm-hmm. that, that, that has a goal, the, the extra mile of following up, caring, making sure people are appreciated, uh, working a little bit later, getting up a little bit earlier, sending out just a few more messages when I can, cutting out some of the things in, in my life and in my daily activities that aren't serving me. I just, you know, just work harder. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? Ah, oh, the best piece of advice I ever got was probably to work harder on myself than I did on my business, which is kind of funny based on what I just said. Yeah, you uh, must be working really, really hard then. <laughs> I had I was so bad in the beginning. And I'm not that great now. Like I'm getting better. Like I'm starting to figure this out. I really am. Um, but I think they think that's it because I was so bad and I, I had so many issues and I, I hated men and I hated women. I had emotional concerns. I had to dig deep the last 10 years to uncover like, it's kind of like peeling back an onion, but this business is personal development wrapped around a product or a service. So if, if you're not recruiting, if nobody's following you, you know, if you're not leading, chances are it's something inside of you. You have to work to become more, a more attractive, more positive, more enlightened, more educated, more competent person. So I've worked to become that person. I've been in, incessant and insane and I, just hungry, ravenously hungry for growth, anything that can push me forward. So work, at least work as hard on yourself as you do in your business. You know, you make those calls, but don't skip out on the personal growth. What's your favorite prospecting tool you use? Say you have a good qualified prospects, whether you either want to learn more about the product or about the business. What do you do? Do you, like, uh, do you use a Zoom or do you uh, call them? What do you like to use? 
I would say that I, well, I use a third party tool that we have for our company, but I would say Zoom. Zoom is my favorite thing by far. I run um, two to three Zooms every single night or every single day, sometimes you know, mid-afternoon for my European team. Um, and I'll get anywhere between 10, 20, 30 prospects on a Zoom and we'll do the presentation. And what's great is like, let's say I'm doing a presentation for, um, let's say the UK. You know, the UK, people in the UK, they don't, they'll admit it. They do not drive more than like 40 minutes to anywhere. They will not drive that far. So you can do a Zoom and you can have somebody that's in London and Leeds and Wales and Scotland and Northern Ireland and Belfast. And they're all on a Zoom and they're all learning about the product, the opportunity. And so it's like, it's just like Skype, but you can have like, you know, up to a hundred people or so on it. You can record them. So I'd say Zoom is my number one tip and tool you guys need to start implementing this year. I love that, and you just you know what you just shared what hard work is about. That you do two, and I'm gonna uh, do a little recap after we let you go, Rachel. It's like you know two to three presentations a day. You do more. You know yeah. a lot of you listeners out there. You think you're working hard. You're doing two to three presentations a week. No, Rachel's doing two to three a day, and. That is hard work and work. I get itchy if I don't have them. I'm like, my schedule's looking sparse. I need to go to work. I need to book some meetings, right? It's all about meetings. It's all about events. It's all about getting in front of more people. And if you can create leverage, use it, use technology. It's just great. Uh, uh, Do you have a favorite online resource, like a Dropbox or Evernote or favorite app on your phone you could recommend? Everything I use is WhatsApp. So I love WhatsApp. I have mini groups. I have my leaders in a group. I have different, you know, even when we go to events, we'll have a massive WhatsApp for everybody at an event so we can communicate. So WhatsApp is a lot like Facebook Messenger. You can send files. I can send a little daily video, a quick one minute, you know, mindset minute. I just love WhatsApp. What's one book you could recommend to ML Nation? Oh, I've had so many. I think uh, leaders are readers, right? I've had a couple that have been super inspirational. One that hit me the last year was uh, You Were Made for a God-Sized Dream. Um, so if you guys are really struggling with vision in your life, you're struggling with what you want to achieve, maybe finding your purpose, you don't feel as motivated, wondering what your calling is, You Were Made for a God-Sized Dream. And then another kind of old staple is Lincoln on Leadership. I got referred to that by a mentor. Um, I love reading about some of the greatest leaders in our country and world's history. And Abraham Lincoln is one of the first books written on his leadership style. And there's a lot to learn from. Yeah, not many people mention that book. That was an awesome book, Lincoln on it's Leadership. It's a really good one. And uh, ML Nation, I know you love audio because you're listening to the show. So if you haven't read it, you can get an amazing free audiobook at mlmnationbook.com. That is mlmnationbook.com. Now, Rachel, here's the last question. The million dollar question. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Here's the million dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one. So you didn't even know Josh, you didn't know your parents, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. So you're kind of like an alien that went to another planet. And <laughs> What's the first thing you do to find prospects or the first place you go to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? I think what I would do is I would start with offline networking events. So I, I, I understand this business is sifting and sorting. This is what you guys need to know. It's all about sifting and sorting and knowing that only about 10% of the population is entrepreneurial. I love speaking to the entrepreneurial types, the small business owners, because they already get, they already get it. They already get an opportunity. They see, you know, vision and working for themselves and commission and, you know, the fact that you're not working in an hourly guaranteed sort of way. So I would start an offline marketing or networking events. Every single day, I'd be at a different meetup. 
a BNI, a chamber of commerce thing. I'd be meeting and, and mind you guys, I'm an introvert. It's extremely uncomfortable, but I push myself to become good at meeting strangers because it, it'd be set up that you're there to network. It's not like you're just going and trying to sit at Starbucks and trying to strike up a conversation awkwardly with the girl next to you on her iPhone. It's like these are people wanting to exchange business and referrals. And then what I would do is every single day I'd be at a different meeting and I'd try to meet one person, Simon that I could go do a one-on-one with that following week. I have like a coffee and chat or like a lunch with them. You know, Keith Ferrazzi, never eat alone. So I would go into the local community. And then, of course, I'd be crazy if I didn't say I'd be kicking up my Facebook marketing, getting into local Facebook groups, connecting with local influencers uh, on a business level as well um, via social media. Awesome. Hey, thank you so much. As we wrap up, Rachel, any last words of advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect and contact you? Well, my, my biggest advice is don't quit. <laughs> don't quit. You know, you might have been struggling there for several years or maybe been sitting and you might just be moments from your breakthrough, moments from that, that one event away from that next aha moment or maybe that book or something that inspires you. And today can be the day that you make the commitment to, to change, to, to say, you know what, I'm going to you know, uh, fire my excuses and I'm just going to go all out massive action on my dreams. The best way you guys can get in touch with me is you can check out my website, whoisrachelljackson.com, whoisrachelljackson.com, some great generic network marketing training on there, and uh, of course, some value and inspiration as well. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and today you've been hanging out with Rachel Jackson, so keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in Rachel R-A-C-H-E-L at the search bar and all the show notes and Rachel's contact information definitely check out her website she's a great online presence also connect with her on Facebook as well in order to be successful in network marketing you must help others so Rachel thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation we're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide thank you so much again Rachel and God bless you thank you pleasure to be here Do you want to know the foolproof follow-up formula or three elements of fast-growing organizations or my co-market recruiting secrets? You can get these $47 courses along with all my other $47 trainings for only $1 by taking a seven-day trial to MLM Nation Insider. Go to MLMNationInsider.com for the special trial offer. Again, MLMNationInsider.com for the special $1 trial. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan with a recap and a review of amazing training from Rachel Jackson. Woo! First of all, check out her online, whoisracheljackson.com. But just go to mlnation.net, put in Rachel. All her links, social media stuff will be there. Definitely check her out. A very, very good online presence. Um, speaking about online, she talked about the major trend, right? People are looking for a micro-celebrity brand to follow. And it's really, really true. Uh so it's now it's the time, and network marketing is a great way to build a following, right? And her key thing is, number one, just start. Just go start. She built 90% of her online. It doesn't matter what you don't know. Just go out there, network, meet other people. She got her big start. She got, you know, she barely had any money, but she got a YouTube course, and that gave her ideas. She started building a following there and uh, provide value. And I think one thing she really talked about is be who you are. Be truthful. You don't need to be perfect, but you need to be real. 
because people want to follow a real person. They don't want to follow the Superman, Superwoman, because we know that doesn't exist, right? We all have problems and stuff like that uh, going on. They want to find the real, who the, who's the real you? And so that, just be truthful. Be truthful. And once you get a following, like, like Rachel said, it's an asset that keeps giving because uh, it goes on forever. So really good stuff. You know, I think if you talk about what makes Rachel successful, it goes back to mindset. Right, and I love that philosophy. Do what's hard, and your life will be easy. Do what's easy, and your life will be hard. And all the, you know, like my mentor shared with me, all the bad stuff, or the quote unquote failures, or the mistakes, or things you're embarrassed about, those are your raw ingredients for your future success. They're your ingredients and resources. And for Rachel, she unfortunately had to go through some health issues, major health issues. And as a kid, I mean, just imagine you're a teenager at 15, and she only go to school two times a week because she had all these health issues, but that made her stronger. That made her where she is today. So when she accounted all this other stuff, hey, she's been through that already, right? She's been through stuff way worse. Rejection is nothing. So, um, and you, But if you're getting the same objections, like she said, over and over again, it's probably something you're saying, and more important, something you're thinking about. You're using the wrong words. You have the wrong posture, right? So make, be aware of that. Um, other thing is, I love... You know, she, she adopts like the purple cow attitude. It's like, stand out. That she's a 21-year-old girl approaching businesses, people, t- you know, double her age. She sent a package out because no one gets packages nowadays. So when he got a package, she had a p- her picture of herself and then introducing herself. So when she made that phone call, it was a lot easier. Now, does it cost money to send a package and time? Yes, but it made the connection way, way easier. And then she would set up the presentation go there. And yeah, she, even though she did that, she did two to six, talk about hard work, two to six presentations a day, right? Not a week, not a month, a day. And then she would sign up 12, uh, and then she got no sign-ups the first month, but the second sign-up was to follow up 12 people. And I love her, you know, model of, of you know, her of following up is you follow up until you're in the business or a person's dead. Always follow up, follow up. Because it's true, because there's never a bad prospect. It's just the wrong time for the right prospect. If you follow up with someone, sooner or later they'll get started with the business. Or they'll become a customer, or they'll refer you to someone. And so the last the last thing is, um, talk about hard work. I just love <laughs> Now, I guess maybe it's my personality. I just love when people say hard work, two to three presentations a day, two to six presentations. I just fires me up because that's what it takes to be successful. If, you, if you're not doing that, come on, you're treating like a hobby. And you also can't get good. You really, it's hard to get good if you're doing two presentations, three presentations a month. You really need that consistency. And when bad things happen, and Rachel has shared a lot of bad things. I, mean, I, I actually have been following her for a while. Things that, quote unquote, not good happen, you can be bitter or it can be better. I love that. So ask yourself, you can be bitter or better. Because all the things that didn't happen, your rejections, you lost customers, you lost downlines, they can make you stronger. Because remember, if you do what's hard, your life will be easy. They'll make you tougher. And they become the raw ingredients for your success. So awesome show. Thank you. Thanks again, Rachel Jackson, for sharing her valuable time. And I know she's right off. Uh, she had to get off immediately to do more presentations. I just love that. And so reach, reach out to her. Go to mlnation.net. Look for Rachel. And if you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. We really appreciate that. It fires us up and also helps other distributors as well. And share this with the ML community. You know, it's awesome. Just do, just, it's cool to, you know, I'm loud and proud to be in network marketing to have people all walks in life. Someone was dropped out of college but provides opportunities. Someone who want to make money, didn't want to go to school, didn't want to go that route, but 
finds an avenue through network marketing and purpose. And talk about purpose. And when things are tough, she mentioned about that. Rachel shared a very, it's like this is when you evaluate what's important to you. You revisit your vision and be aware of who you are. Are you the leader? And most, most, of the time, most of the time, you're not the leader you need to be. That's why you got yourself in that situation. That's why you feel that you're not there yet. But just do it. Just constantly grow and work hard on yourself, self-development. And she mentioned that in terms of self-development, Jim Rohn's building your network marketing business. That is a must, must, must listen to. Uh, I listened to that back in, I remember, 2004. That really helped inspire me. I literally listened to that at least 50, 60 times. Uh, Rachel said she'd listened to it over 100 times. And it, it really builds your belief in network marketing. also makes you a lot tougher. And also helps you tell better stories. And in this business, we're in the storytelling business. So thank you, Amal Nation, for listening. Remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there, take what you learned, go out there, and have a positive impact on someone's life today. This is Simon Chan. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.